This week's episode of Enchanted Tiki Talk is sponsored by Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers provides premium stroller and crib rentals delivered straight to your Disney or Orlando resort, hotel, or vacation home free of charge. You choose the time of delivery and pickup, and we do the rest. It could not be easier. So book your rental today by visiting kingdomstrollers.com or call 407-271-5301. Vahini Mekioni Mana, ladies and gentlemen, no flashbulbs, please. Our performers are temperamental and easily upset. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh, look at all the people. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the Glee Club. Hey, howdy, hey, and thank you for joining us here on Enchanted Tiki Talk. We're your hosts. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. And I'm Alan. So grab yourself a Dole Whip, pull up a chair, and enjoy the show. This is episode 92 for the week of July 26, 2015. Before we get started on this week's show, I'm going to send it over to Alan for some news. Alan, take it away. Thanks, Sean. Uh, To start with, we are super excited to announce that uh, Enchanted Tiki Talk has a new sponsor, which is Kingdom Strollers. Uh, Kingdom Strollers, for those that you don't know, those of you that don't know, uh, they provide stroller renters, stroller rentals, and crib rentals in Orlando, and they deliver straight to your resort, straight to your hotel if you're staying off property, uh, straight to your uh, rental house if you're renting a home. Uh, basically, if you're in Orlando on vacation and you need a, a stroller or a crib, Kingdom Strollers can get it to you, uh, free delivery. Uh, they bring it right to your location. And if you are staying at a Disney resort, they say they can leave it there. Uh, you do not have to be there to sign for it. They'll leave it with the Bell uh, staff and make sure it gets to your room. So we're extremely excited to announce that Kingdom Strollers has come on as a sponsor. Uh, so if you have young children and you need a stroller, uh, stroller or a crib, please check them out at kingdomstrollers.com. Uh, and the second bit of exciting news, uh, those of you who are active in the Disney Twitter community are probably aware that the second annual Disney Podcast Awards um, was announced. The winners were announced uh, earlier this week. Uh, so the Dizzies, as they are affectionately known, um, we were nominated for four Dizzies this year: Best Show Intro, um, Best or Most Engaging Listener Experience, Best Interviews and best ensemble cast best ensemble uh <laughs> we were super thrilled uh to win three of those four against some really tough competition uh, we did win best show intro uh, we were victorious with most uh, i'm sorry with best interviews and then we won best ensemble cast and uh, you know just like last year and again this year we're we're so honored to have even been nominated uh, against some really fantastic competition. Uh, there's so many great Disney podcasts out there. Uh, and the fact that uh, you guys, the listeners, enjoy us and continue to listen to us every week. Uh, and, and the fact that the, the nominating committee not only nominated us, but then also voted uh, and, and selected us as the winner of three of those four is beyond our expectations i'm sure i can i can speak for those guys we're, we're so honored we're so thrilled to have won yet again and, and add a few more dizzies to our collection and uh you know we just thank you the listeners for listening and and hopefully we'll be around next year and, and maybe we'll win a, uh, a few next year as well i was really surprised that we won the best intro uh, to be honest with you with radio harambe radio harambe has got an excellent opening probably one of the best openings out there, you know, for shows. I know last year, I think we were in a competition with them with uh, Lou Mangello as well. Um, and Lou took it last year and this year we took it. But uh, I'm really impressed that we took that from Radio Harambe because that is just a solid opening. They just have a solid show overall. I know they won a few for like best produced and editing or I think those are the ones that they got as well as, as Mike winning for best co-host. And they just have a solid show. Dave does a, an excellent job editing that show. So uh, props to those guys. And, and thank you, everyone who participated and was a, a member of the panel to allow us to win these awards. We really appreciate it. We're, we're humbled by it. And just to reiterate on what uh, Alan said, I mean, we started his show just as a hobby, and it's taken off way past our expectations. And uh, we 
continue it um because it's fun but because the fans enjoy it too and like sean said too um to just to read the list of shows that we were like named against i mean there's a ton of the shows that we listen to and you know i'm our fans of too so it's humbling and just to uh, thank everybody that was involved in that I think that about sums it up for me. We, you know, like I said, great competition, and we're just so appreciative of everyone involved in the Dizzies. Uh, so thank you again from the bottom of our hearts. We appreciate you listening, and we hope you'll continue to listen uh, as we continue forward with the show. So that is all the news that I have this week. So back to you, Sean. Hello, and welcome to Enchanted Tiki Talk. On this week's show, we're going to talk with someone who worked in the most magical place on Earth and as a participant in the Disney College program. This week, we welcome Monet into the Tiki Hut. Welcome, Monet. Hi, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for coming on and taking time out of your busy weekend, your busy night here, to spend some time with um, Alan and myself here in the Tiki Hut. Absolutely. My pleasure. Good. Keith, uh, unfortunately, is unable to make it here tonight because his internet is... uh, currently down from lightning storms in his house so we you know he really wanted to be part of this so we feel bad but uh he will be missed and he's really interested to learn about your experience in the disney college program but the one thing i want i know probably i guess you probably get this asked the most possibly but did you work did your experience working in disney ruin your experience for visiting in the parks it didn't and i think a big part of why it didn't ruin my experience is probably because i didn't work directly in the parks okay because i worked at downtown disney i was still able to go to the parks before work or go after work or go when i wasn't working so i wasn't there 24 7 right i'm sure that does make a difference i mean I, i just couldn't i personally i couldn't imagine like you know, going to work, let's say, Casey's every day at the Magic Kingdom and then wanting to stay in the park again afterwards. I guess it all depends on where in the park that you could work. Yeah, I think it depends on your role. It depends on where you're working. You know, that makes a big difference, I think. So tell us how you ended up getting chosen to do the Disney College program. And I know that like when I did it, when I applied many years ago, you know, you had, a, I, I believe, I think we had a couple auditions that we had to go through, a couple rounds of auditions. Is it still the same process now? So what you do is you initially apply and then you immediately get asked to do a web-based interview. And after that, they immediately will send you an email whether or not you're eligible for a phone interview or you're not. And then you schedule a phone interview. It can be for the next day. It could be a week later. And then once you have your phone interview, it's like a month of waiting. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, I'm sure that's the worst part. Um, <laughs> um, before we go any further. Yeah, before we go any further, <laughs> let's do the first thing that we said yeah, we were going to do. And, exactly. And ask you why you're a Disney <laughs> fan. Tell us about, you know, growing up, when did you become a Disney fan? Um, My first trip to Disney actually wasn't until I was 19. Oh, wow. 19 and I only went to downtown Disney and then my first trip to a park was when I was 19 and a half turning 20. Wow. Oh wow. And I mean if you're in the college program you're probably like what 21 22 at this point in your life. Yes. So I will be you haven't been a Disney fan very long. Yeah I mean I've always loved the movies and I've always gone to see the movies but as like a park fan I haven't been a park fan very long. Wow. So has your experience with the Disney College program completely changed that or was it was it the, was it right before that that got you hooked? It was right before that. Um, yeah, going to Magic Kingdom for the first time, it was probably the most magical first experience I think anyone has ever had. Like I got there, I got reservations to be our guests like 6 months after it had opened, like day of. Right. So, I got to go and eat gray stuff and meet the beast and I was like, what is this? Does this happen all the time? Probably not. <laughs> this is normal. Yeah, this is totally a normal day. So, then what made you want to do college program if you really weren't a big Disney cuz I know a lot of college program people they grew up Disney fans and and that's why they wanted to go do it. And then there's people that recognize that there is some uh, networking and, and things of that nature that go along with it. Was it was it more of that good for your you know good for your transcript or was it your newfound love for Disney? I think it was a mix of both. I think it was more geared toward my newfound love for Disney though, because now I've spent like every birthday since in Disney. 
I've spent New Year's Eve in Disney. I go for the Christmas party. I go for the Halloween party. I, I'm an annual pass holder, so I go any chance that I can. And how far are you from there? Like three hours? Yeah, like I live in Naples, so it's about three hours. Okay. Yeah, so that's that's nothing. <laughs> that's, you, can't, yeah. you can't really say like, oh, I'm going to go after work and, and have a hot dog. But, you know, you can sort of you probably could, but it's a, it's a bit of a ride. A little bit, but it's manageable. Right. You're close enough to go more or less whenever you want, but you're far enough away where you're you're probably it's probably nice to be out of the the Disney bubble, you know, and I've always kind of said if I were to move down there, I, I part of me would think it'd be great to live really close to the parks. But then you're you're dealing with the tourists and uh, and you're just you're never away from not being away from Disney, but you're just never away from massive amounts of people. Um, yeah. yeah, I used to live at the beach and it was that way every summer. It's just like, God, I want to be anywhere else but right here because it's just everybody descends on you. And I would imagine that'd be what it would like to live in Orlando. So you're close enough to go when you want, but far enough away from the madness when you don't want to deal with it, which is nice. Yes, I kind of wish I lived just a little closer because I don't really like driving. So even three, three and a half hours is a little much for me. Right. And where I live is kind of boring. So it would be nice if I lived a little closer. <laughs> <laughs> now, once you, you know, you got accepted into the college program and you got uh, and you showed up on your a day of orientation, you know, I guess your, your first year, first day there was your introduction with uh, your roommates and such. Um, and then after that, you start your traditions class. Is that correct? My first day, I um, had casting, which is where they do like your fingerprinting and such of that nature. And if you have to do drug testing, they do that also. And yes, then it was meeting my roommates. And then the next day, I had a housing meeting. Okay. And then two days after that, I had my traditions class. So now I went through traditions years ago. So what do they do with traditions now? How do they like I, I did it up here in New Jersey. Um, working at the Disney store and it was, you know, on a smaller scale, it's still a couple days worth, but, um, down there, I'm sure it's a completely different experience. You, I guess they take you through the parks and, and such. Mm -hmm. So it's about five hours and they do two different classes. They have one in the morning and one in the afternoon. Mine of course was in the afternoon. Very thankful. I got to sleep in, um, <laughs> but you get the whole background of how Disney came to be. You do get to go through, um, Magic Kingdom, you walk through the Utilidors, you come out from backstage on stage. Um, my group, we got to go through Fantasyland, and then they kind of just had us look around for like magical moments and looking for the four keys, courtesy, safety, efficiency, and show. And I got pixie dusted on my traditions, so I think I win. <laughs> <laughs> what was that initial experience like when you stepped into the Utilidors for the first time? For, you know, forget walking into the magic kingdom but seeing the utilidors that's the you know behind the scenes of everything um i don't know how much i can say it was a little overwhelming i was kind of like oh my god this is backstage i think it's i think it scars a lot of people but i was right. like this is awesome <laughs> when can i do the keys to the kingdom tour right right i think i'd be the same way i don't i, mean, I think i would be fascinated by it i don't think it would ruin anything for me i mean you know i'm an adult i understand the magic uh, that is Disney, and I don't think it would ruin that magic. Yeah, I think for some people it does, but me, I was like, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> so you said you were uh, you were at Downtown Disney. Did you want to work in one of the parks, or did you want to go to Downtown Disney? Did you get? Did they ask you, you know, pick three things? What would you like to do? And then they choose one, or are you just hello, you know? Uh, cast member number 17,000 this is where you're going get out of my office <laughs> <laughs> no I unfortunately did not get to choose because I definitely would have wanted to work in a park probably Magic Kingdom and I wonder if it was like a blessing in disguise that I didn't because maybe it would have ruined the magic for me and Disney has become my happy place where I can kind of if I need to get away for a weekend like that's where I go so I wasn't very thrilled about being at downtown Disney, let alone the largest Disney character store in the world. And my first few weeks were kind of rough because you have to learn where all the merchandise is. And there's like 12 rooms and there's like three names for each room. And that store is forever changing. Um, but I, I learned to like it. 
And I, I learned to be very thankful that I wasn't in a park because you don't have extra magic hours and you know, you close at a certain time. If there are guests in the store, they can keep shopping. But I know that like the Emporium, like they keep their doors open and we don't like we close at 11. That's when we close. Yeah, but you're still working late hours. My, one of my friends is, um, a cast member at Disneyland, and for a while she was one of the managers of uh, of their world of Disney store. And when I went to visit her, I mean, she's like, "Yeah, we close at whatever time," but then she's she's there till two a.m. You know, cleaning and restocking and preparing for the next morning. And uh, you know, it, it's nice that you close at a certain time, but you're still there late hours, right? Um, I think the latest I ever stayed was one, and that's when it's like super, super busy. But because we have a third shift, we usually don't stay past one or one thirty. Um, and most nights I would get out by like midnight. Oh, so that's not that bad. bad. No. Yeah. Cause there were a lot of us. So it was easy to keep it clean throughout the day and get it really clean. Like within an hour. So how did you keep your sanity, you know, in that store when, you know, like I'll go in there and it's like wall-to-wall people and you can't even move and you're, you're running around the store trying to restock things, grab things. How do you keep your sanity in that chaos? Um, I would honestly find like a fellow cast member and we would just kind of exchange glances and then we'd <laughs> feel better. We'd be like, yeah, we're in this together. Yeah, right. it sucks, but <laughs> at least we're together. And then there's all, every day I'd have at least one guest that would kind of like make it worth it. I'm like, all right. Every guest before you was kind of, mm, but you made it worth coming to this ridiculous 10-hour shift. So how would you, you know, would you recommend guests to send letters or, or find a manager in the store if you go above and beyond, as a cast member, if you go above and beyond um, what they expect just so that you get recognition for it? I do. I think that we, as cast members, deal with a lot of situations that are not favorable and I think if you're getting like really awesome treatment and you feel like that cast member should be thanked you should thank them and there were a couple times where a guest would find one of my managers and be like you need to really reward her because she's doing such a good job and it's not it wouldn't even be things that I thought were going above and beyond like there was one time when I was just I knelt down and I was talking to this child at his eye level and we were talking about the dinosaur he made at the T-Rex cafe and his grandmother was just like over the moon overjoyed that I took the 5 minutes to sit down with her grandson and talk to him about dinosaurs. Yeah, see it's just it's just like the little things it's a Disney difference that that goes a long way for a lot of people and that's, and that's why people keep coming back to Disney World for those little moments. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I don't, I don't think that enough guests recognize cast members that do good things. So anytime I would be in the parks, even when I was a cast member, I would make a point to go and recognize them. Yeah, I think that's just an unfortunate side effect of, of a lot of businesses though. Yeah. You know, everybody's quick to complain, but nobody's quick to give any praise when, when it's deserved. Uh, so I guess that's, that's Disney just like it is in any other business, unfortunately. So it's true. was was World of Disney the only thing you did what, during your college program, or did you like? You know, I see a lot of people on social media that are currently cast members or, or you know uh, college program members, and they they seem to talk about you know I'm covering so and so shift at Big Thunder Mountain or whatever. I mean, is that is there a lot of that moving around, or you know, did you pretty much just stay at the World of Disney store? I know a lot of people who did, and then you can also be deployed to different stores, especially as merchandise. Um, I only worked in one park. I worked in Hollywood Studios during Star Wars weekend. So I got to work at Watto's Grotto, which was probably the best shift I ever had. It was super early in the morning, but it was only six hours. And it was really fast because it was like you were checking people out and then they were leaving because the lines were so long. Right. But I extended my program, so I was actually placed in a different store, but still at downtown, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but I was placed at the Art of Disney, Wonderful World of Memories, and the Christmas store. So I worked at those three, and then I also worked at Once Upon a Toy at downtown Disney. So how long, where were you, um, when were you down there? When was your program? 
It was January 19th to May 15th, and then my extension started on the 17th of May and was supposed to go until July 30th. So this so is just the this past winter slash spring. So I was going to yes. say, I remember you, but no, I didn't go this time. <laughs> my last trip was in November, so no, it wasn't me. No, I wasn't there yet. So what were some of the, you know, the good, bad, and the ugly when it comes to the Disney College program? What, what was like the, the best, most rewarding thing for you working doing the college program? It was honestly the friendships. I know a lot of people say that it's like, oh, getting to go to the parks for free. But I already had an annual pass, which I think I probably used more than my main gate, to be honest, because I know that I was paying for it. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's funny to think, though. Yeah, so I was like, oh, where's my annual pass magic band? I'm going to put that on today. And plus, it's one that sings, so it's really special. Oh, uh, so okay. It. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely the friendships, because now I have friends in Michigan. I have friends in South Dakota. I have friends in Georgia. I have friends in Oregon. So it's like now when I travel, I have places to stay and people to see. So what is it the bad then when it comes to the Disney college program? It's just the amount of hours that you're working, the, um, the guests, you know, the, some of the tough guests that you have to deal with. Honestly, it's spending all of your money on Disney things. <laughs> it's becoming insanely broke and you don't really notice it happening until it's happening. And then you're like, Oh wait, I don't have money for that. Because when I started, we had 40% off of everything right. until, um, I think it was sometime in February, like the day after Valentine's Day. So I bought a Dooney and Burke pack back and uh. I bought another Alex Nani bracelet and I bought Pandora jars. <laughs> and then, and then you splurge on like a character dining experience. Like I got to eat at Chef Mickey's, which I probably wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. Right. So that was awesome. <laughs> so yeah, the one broke probably the worst part. <laughs> That sounds like something that would be my problem. I've always said, because uh, uh, I, I have a part-time job, but I've always said I would leave that place and go work at the Disney store just to be, just to get some kind of, you know, working at Disney, even though it's not really Disney. But then I said I, I would just turn around and give them my paycheck back, just endorse the back and hand it back to them. So it'd be kind of pointless to work there. Uh, every everything would go towards tickets and whatnot. Yeah, that definitely happened. I think more toward the end, it wasn't really like things that I was buying it was like having a good dining experience and things like that and food you spend so much money on food because <laughs> you have no time to cook because your hours are super weird so you, my money went to food food and Disney <laughs> now do they have I know a lot of times in the parks when you're working there they you work way more than you know 40 or whatever hours it is per week did the same thing happen to you when you're working in downtown because we worked at the World of Disney, there were definitely weeks where we had more than 40 hours. Okay. But you can give away shifts. So a lot of us did that <laughs> very often. So we could have like a solid day off because right. I also was taking two online classes. So the majority of the first part of my program, when I wasn't working, I would spend that time catching up on assignments. So where, um, where were you? Where was your place at uh was it vista way was it somewhere else i started my program at chatham square okay and then my extension i was in vista this is the place everybody wants to be right um (laughs) it sounds like that might be a loaded question (laughs) (laughs) so vista has been named like the party complex right And I did have friends that would throw parties like every Tuesday, but I worked every Tuesday, so I didn't really go to them. Okay. But a lot of people do want Vista because of that mentality. Um, And then there's Commons, which has free laundry, but your rent is a little higher. And then Patterson, which I think most people think is like super quiet, which it was. And then Chatham is kind of like in between. It's like if you like to party, but you also want quiet time. Did you have a choice in that matter? Yes. Oh, you did? Yes. I got to list preferences, and not everyone got their preference. And I know that people who arrived later than I did, like February, they weren't even allowed to link with more than, like, one person for roommates. And I got to link with at least five. So. And the places are on property, right? Where are they? I don't even know where they're located. (laughs) 
roughly um, speaking in the in the grand you don't have to like give an exact location but in the grand <laughs> scheme of property where are they located um if you drive to exit 68 it's it's off of that exit so as if you were driving to the wonderful world of universal that no that we don't speak of that <laughs> okay so they're not really even on property they're close. no it's like it's like um from downtown disney it was about 10 to 15 minutes and that's without traffic because i was late once and i left an hour early oh really wow. yes gotta love that i4 traffic right wow. i wasn't even on i4 if you can believe that oh wow yeah there's like a back way that you can go to downtown disney and i took that and i was late <laughs> by five minutes and i'm sure they didn't like that and your pay was docked a lot of people were late that day, oddly enough. it was, I think it may have been near Easter time. It was like spring break, Easter, like all wrapped up in like a course of three to four weeks. Wow. So that, that was a good time. <laughs> so what was your favorite time of the, of the season that you were working there? Was there a favorite like month or anything like that? Um, favorite month? Hmm. Um... I don't think I had a favorite month. I feel like they all kind of morphed together into one giant month that lasted forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think I liked February because it was, it was busy enough that I didn't notice that I was working so much. Okay. And it still felt really new. So it was still like super exciting. Because the excitement kind of starts to wear off after you've been there a little while, but February was, like, a good month. Yeah, that makes sense. So you said you started in January. Were you there for, like, Marathon Weekend, or was that right before you started? I think I was there. I think I was there for the Princess half. You would have been there for Princess, because that's in yeah. February. So, I mean, that that's... But I guess, working at downtown, you really wouldn't have had to have dealt with that too much there. The run Disney courses don't really go near there, so probably didn't have no. much impact on you other than maybe a, a, an increase in you know crowd level in the area. We, we had a lot of people come in asking for the run Disney Pandora and the run Disney, um, I think they came out with the Dooney and Burke. So we had a lot of people asking for that and like run Disney merchandise because we are the largest store. We're supposed to have everything, but we don't. <laughs> yeah, you can only get that at the expo, right? Most of that yes. stuff. Mm -hmm. So did you ever want to work over at the, the Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique over there? Um, That was my first choice. Was it? When I, when I applied, I really, really wanted to work in the boutique. And I was like, oh, thank you, Disney, for putting me in a store with a boutique that I can't work at. Oh, man. I think you're allowed to get cross-trained for register, but you have to be, like, selected. Gotcha. Because otherwise, it's, like, completely different. Yeah, because I'm sure that would have been a lot of fun to, you know, because the, the, the girls are just going to get so excited, you know, getting dressed up and everything. Like, I'm sure that makes everybody's day. I mean, every, every day probably gets better and better when you're working in that position. Yeah. Thankfully, because the store is located in World of Disney, when I would work in our princess room, I got to kind of peer in and watch them getting ready. And then they'd come out and, you know, we'd all like stand aside and be like, hi, princess, like you look so beautiful. And then they have the window where they make up one child, I think, every hour in front of like whoever is walking past the window. Right. So getting to watch that is also pretty awesome. Nice. And then there's pixie dust everywhere. Yeah, don't don't you want to just collect that and bring that home and just use it anytime you can? Yes, actually, the last time I went up, like a week ago, I got pixie dusted twice in one day. So. Oh, did you? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been pixie dusted, I don't think. You should. It's a good time. It's wishing pixie dust, though, so you should have a really good wish if you're going to get it. We'll try to make that happen for you next time you're down there, Alan. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I look forward to it. When you get dressed up as a princess. <laughs> don't judge me. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. You don't you, know me. <laughs> you could be made up as a pirate in the Magic Kingdom and then get like, I think they have like prince dust and it's like not really glitter. It's like confetti type thing. Oh, is it? Yes. 
I've had the Mickey confetti before, like uh, for for a birthday celebration, things like that. It kind of gets thrown on the table. It's like, yeah, I'm eating, but thanks for throwing that on the table. <laughs> yeah, they Appreciate put that it. in when they make the boys up into pirates or princes. They throw that on their head, so it's not like super glittery. Right. I didn't know you could get. Uh, I mean, I know you could get pirate makeovers. I didn't know you could get a prince makeover. I I feel like you can. Yeah, they can. I don't. I don't. They get like a sword. I believe they get a sword with it. Beyond that, I don't know. What I think they, they do. I don't know if they do it at the downtown Disney one, but they. Sh- I feel like they should do that in the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, I know. I know they definitely do it at Cinderella's Castle, but downtown Disney, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't think we do it there. I want to go get a prince makeover and just sit in the chair and sing Purple Rain the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> we could definitely allow that. We can let yes. that happen. And then you come and you know, one of y'all be there and you scope it the whole time. I'll just sing <laughs> yes. Purple Rain. I <laughs> like volunteer. It. I volunteer to do that. All right. When I'm down, we'll do it. I'll call you. Or I won't call you. I don't know your number. I'll tweet you and uh, tell you to come to the park and scope me singing Purple Rain while I get a Prince makeover. <laughs> yes, please. Please tweet me. I will... the, it would be the best Periscope ever. Oh, yeah, it would. Yeah. If somebody's looking to do the, college, the Disney College program, what would you say to them? You know, someone who's just looking to start off and is trying to decide if it's a right fit for them. What would you tell them? Um, I think the best advice is letting them know that it is an internship because I feel like a lot of people enter the program not realizing that they are going to work a lot of hours and that it's not all just play and that's why a lot of people get termed or they term themselves because they can't handle the hours they can't handle the workload and I think that it's important that they know that going in it's fun but you have to work hard in order to play hard and I don't think enough people know that going in well, I think that's important because I think uh, if you if you go in, if you go down there expecting one thing and then it get it's a complete opposite. I mean, it's gonna that I think is gonna ruin the magic more than seeing behind the scenes. Yeah, uh, I you just you get this bitter resentment about the place because it's you know ten hour days and it's. I mean, we all know how hot it is in Orlando and. Yeah, you just get this resentment about the place. I think that would would ruin the magic more than you know the secrets that you see in the utilidors. Yeah, I definitely agree. And they they need to read up on the roles that they are applying for because I know a lot of people who applied for certain roles and then they got there and they were like, oh, I didn't know that I could be placed at this location. And it's like, yes, if you apply for quick service food and beverage, you could be on an outdoor cart in the middle of Animal Kingdom in the middle of summer. Right. <laughs> you, yeah. you have to go in knowing exactly where they could place you. So doing your research is a really, really big thing. And for you, halfway through your you know, your experience in the college program, you wanted to make Disney a career choice for you. Are you still thinking that aspect after finishing the program? I am. Obviously, I don't want to put all of my eggs in one basket. So I'm not just going to, when the time comes, I will apply for Disney professional internships. And I will apply probably for another college program, but I'd actually like to do it in California. Okay. Um, But I will be applying to other companies to do social media. Oh, okay. So you want to definitely... Not stay in the retail aspect, but just get into the uh, the social media the social media aspect of it. So, would, like, a, as an example, would be like the Disney Parks blog, something along those lines. You would love to do something like that. Yes, I would. And last year, I got to meet the social media manager and the communications manager. Um, what are their names? Jennifer and Stephen, I think, because I won a contest, so I got to go to Mickey's Not So Scary for free. Oh, which nice. Was- yeah, so that was awesome, and I was interviewed for the blog, and I got to do the villain sinister soiree, so that was awesome. And I got to meet them, so they both follow me, which is kind of cool. Did you get dressed nice. up for it? I did. I was Buzz Lightyear. Awesome. That's cool. That is. Cool. And they sell those um, green and purple Mickey ears, and it went perfect with my costume. Cool. I mean, there's definitely potential, uh, you know, if you're if you want this to be you know, beneficial to you. I mean, my friend that works in California, she did the college program at Disney World. Uh, she worked at Epcot. And then when she graduated, 
Disney offered her a job in California. So she works full time out there now and has done a couple of jobs. She, I guess she was at World of Disney and then she was a manager for uh, Main Street Entertainment because she has a, a degree in music. So she was in charge of the dance and the Main Street band and all that. And then now she's back in merchandise in Tomorrowland. I mean, she loves it. I mean, she wants to come back east because she's from North Carolina like I am. But uh, but she loves it out there. And, you know, the college program definitely opened doors for her. I mean, it's not a guarantee. It doesn't, doesn't lock you into anything. But uh, having that experience uh, is definitely beneficial. And it does at least get your... At least, you know, that's one thing in your favor. It may not make the, the decision, but it is in your favor, which is which is beneficial. Yeah, and there are professional internships that they only offer to college program alumni, which is awesome. So since you were able to go to the parks, you know, often, um, where did you spend most of your time? Which park? Magic Kingdom. <laughs> but actually, toward the end of my program, I was in Hollywood Studios a lot, Probably because it was Star Wars weekend, so I went, like, every weekend. There was one weekend where I went every day. Are you a big Star Wars fan? Um, My dad is a huge, huge Star Wars fan, so I tried to get, like, all the annual pass holder posters. posters. Right. Yeah. And I wanted... I didn't. I Uh. didn't. (laughs) I tried so hard. Um, And then I wanted to try all the different drinks, and we got to eat at the Rebel Hangar, so that was... A good experience. Yeah, I like the way they decorated the tables and everything. That looked pretty cool. Yeah, and then like the rare characters that would walk around and they would like sit down with you. I was like, why can't every character dining experience be like this? Right. Why can't Mickey just sit next to me and just have a meal with me? That would be great. <laughs> that, <laughs> would the, be the, that would be the best character meal ever. Even I would pay for one of those. Well, you know, the funny thing is when the first time we took my son to eat at the, the beach club for breakfast at Cape May Cafe. We mm-hmm. told them, they said, oh, we're going to have breakfast with um, Goofy, Minnie, and Donald. So, you know, we get there, and we're sitting down, and my son's like, where's Mickey? Uh, not Mickey. Uh, where's where's Goofy and Donald? I thought they were going to eat with us. You know, they were going around <laughs> from table to table. So Goofy came over and sat with them for a second. But he thought Goofy was going to sit there and stay. I felt so bad for him. Oh. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I wish, that would, I wish it worked that way. It would be great. So do I. That would be the best. Uh-huh. So would you do it again? I would. I I would definitely want to do it in California, though. And I I don't think I would want to do merchandise. And I think the reason why they gave me merchandise is because I had such a long experience with merchandise. Because I had been in merchandise for two years at that point. So that's probably why they gave it to me. But I would want something different. But also just talking with you... You def- you're very personable, so somebody in merchandise, I think, needs to be a little bit more personable than somebody who's working one of the attractions as well. You know, you know, you could just, you know, say, okay, you know, you two are going there, you two are going there, and that's it. But in merchandising, you definitely need to be a lot more personable. So I think that fits the bill for you. Probably one of the one of the reasons why they did choose you to do that. Um, but. You know, I understand, you know, that you, you know, that's not something that you want it to be in, but I'm sure that's probably one of the reasons why, along with your experience. It probably was, honestly. And I feel like, like, there were a lot of full-time cast members that I don't think were as personable, because I would always have to kind of, like, look at guests with, like, an apologetic look, like, I'm sorry that they're not really talking to you, or I'm sorry that you're in a difficult situation and they're not making it better, because that would tend to happen. Um, So I think being personable definitely helps in the merchandise role. I I wish all of them were that way, because the Lord knows that they're not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a a misnomer that everybody in Disney is, like, the happiest people in the world, but um, it's definitely not the case. But sometimes it's just that... It's still Especially, a job. It's it's a job, right? Yeah, but sometimes in the parks, it's just you know, it's the same thing. Get get asked the same question fifty million times, man. That's it's hard to to keep it. it it's it's hard to to be happy and, and smile for the same question over and over and over again. So it's a little difficult. Oh, I definitely agree. We would get the same questions every day. We would get told that we were not the real Disney on a daily basis. Kids would be like, "I'm going to the real Disney tomorrow," and we're like, "Oh, really." <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're fake Disney. We sell fake Disney products here. Really? Mm-hmm. And oh we would God. get asked about Universal merchandise on a daily basis. Right, yeah. They I thought that Mike was out. 
Yes, they thought Mike Wazowski was a green minion. Ah. We would get asked about Downtown Disney fireworks when they were going off. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a fun question. And then my favorite question was, do you work here? As we're standing there in the not flattering costume, holding <laughs> a bunch of merchandise, running around, trying to put it all away. <laughs> no matter where I am, I always get that question. Do you work here? It's like, I'm in Walmart. Do you work here? No, I'm not. I don't have a Walmart shirt on. You know, Target. Do you work here? No. Do you see Target on my shirt? Home I, Depot. Well, that, no. I get it at Target because I wear a lot of red. My, the oh. red is red is one of the primary colors of, of the college I went to, so I wear red and uh, I all the time in Target. Just because I have on a red polo shirt does not mean I work here. Not as anything wrong with working at Target, but no, I don't work here. Right, but again, I've gotten it in Disney too. I've got, you know, somebody somebody was trying to figure out where to go, and I said, oh, yeah, just go up left over there. Oh, do you work here? Then somebody else comes up. Do you work here? I'm like, no, but do you, I can try to help you. Oh, no, I'm looking for somebody that works here. Like, but I'm in shorts. Yeah. <laughs> shorts and a t-shirt and right. sunglasses. That is not Disney costuming. <laughs> don't, uh, no. Definitely not Disney look. Right. No. I have a full. Well, you, I was gonna say I have a full beard, but I guess you're you're allowed to have that now, aren't you? Or I don't know what the facial hair. You can, but it has to be like fully grown in. Like yeah. they, yeah. Like it won't. It can't be like sort of grown in, but not really, because then they they make you shave it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd get away with it. Mine's fully grown in. <laughs> yeah, you can't start over now. No, it's gotta stay. It's gotta stay. <laughs> and they should take a few months off and then come back. It doesn't take me that long. <laughs> I could take a week off and, and grow it back if I shaved it. But why are we talking about this? It's got nothing to do with Monet's time at uh, the Disney College program. We have digressed. Back to the back to the topic. <laughs> so, do you have any other um, any other fun stories you want to share? Any any fond memories? You know, where you uh, maybe were you know made a difference in someone's day i get i get a lot of stories like that from from my cast member friends she'll email me you know when a, when a family emails thanking them for whatever they did i mean do you have any stories like that there's not much that you can do in merchandise to to do things like that but um even just like giving them a pin instead of trading it like that i i probably did that more than i should have but you know, when there's a kid and they're just looking for one pin, they're looking for one pin and then like they don't have their pins. And I'm like, really? Like, no, I'm just going to give you the pin. And then they'd be like super happy. Or my favorite was writing birthday buttons because a lot of people don't know that you can get them. So right. I would be like, oh, you know, what are you celebrating? Like, why are you at Disney? Oh, I'm celebrating my birthday. And I'd I would actually run around the store looking for a birthday button because somehow when I needed one, there was never one available. So I would have to traipse around the 12 room store and find one. And I'd come back and they'd be like, Oh my God, thank you. And I'd write it all nice or I'd try to. And they'd be like, your handwriting's so nice. I'm like, no, it's not, but you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that I think was my favorite and interacting with every princess. Like, um, you can be a door grader as a position so you naturally stand at the door and you greet people when they walk in. You say goodbye when they leave. And I would have kids come in and I'd just start talking to them. And I remember like one of my last shifts, this little boy came up to me and we were right by a display of Frozen merchandise. And he was like, oh, I like that one. And that one, he like came and sat right on my lap and was pulling out the dolls and just like playing with them and talking to me about it. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to start crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great Thanks. moment for you. I and, the, and the kid, too. Or the, or the kid's parents were probably like, you know, this is this is great. Yeah. And then and when you're door greeter, sometimes you have a Mickey hand. I had a lot of people take pictures of me with their kids, like high-fiving them with the really giant Mickey hand. So. Oh, I, I, I high-five every cast member that has the giant Mickey <laughs> hand on. It, it, it's required. If I see you... And I don't have to run like across the, the sidewalk to get to you. I will high five you. It's required. <laughs> That's what it's there for. It's exactly some, why. Some kids get really scared of it and they'll be like, 
like, what is wrong with your hand? And then you have, like, the occasional person who's like, oh, ha-ha, did you hit your hand with a hammer? And I'm like, ha-ha. Uh, yeah, uh, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Underneath this, I'm giving you a gesture. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your experience working at the Christmas store like? Chaotic? Um, I think because it was summer, it wasn't that bad. But uh, I did learn that people order them super far in advance. Super far, because once Christmas rolls around, like, they're booked way back, like, weeks and weeks and weeks back. And I'm like, wow. And then, like, there's a certain way you have to wrap them, because at World of Disney, we had ornaments, too, but, like, we wrapped everything the same, but they're, like, it's a specific way of wrapping them. Wow, I didn't know that. I love the Christmas store. I, I mean, I, we go there every trip, no matter what time of year it is, and we'll buy stuff. I mean, it's it's a great store. It is, and it's, it's one of my favorites. It's good to get them early, but they don't have a lot of inventory during like summer months. And I was told that they get like their newer stuff and replenishment of things toward like fall, like August, September type. Oh, okay. Time. I was always curious when they get the new stuff. There's a little secret tip for our listeners. Yes. August and September, they will have new stuff for the holiday season. I'll be there in September, so hopefully they have some new things for me to take home. I hope so, because they've been out of stock of a lot of popular items. So I hope you get your ornament. I hope so. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, Every person that comes on the show, we have them answer the same five questions of the tiki lightning round so they're pretty quick they're not hard first question is your favorite snack in the parks stole it favorite attraction Ooh, um space mountain favorite character rapunzel favorite movie toy story and your favorite disney park memory oh um i think spending years eve with my family in magic kingdom definitely my favorite not too crazy? Um, no, honestly. It wasn't that bad because we did Magic Kingdom and we also did Hollywood Studios because Magic Kingdom has the fireworks the night before New right. Year's Eve also. So we did that. So that was honestly not that bad. And then we spent the next day in Hollywood Studios so we got to see the Osborne Spectacle Dancing Lights and we got to see um, Hollywood Studios fireworks with the Sorcerer Hat still intact. Uh, you're a fan of the Sorcerer Hat? Yes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's the only icon that I've known. That's why. Right. right. Yeah. yeah, it's true. It's different. You're not old enough to know any better. <laughs> I know. Sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, no, okay. it's okay. I actually didn't hate that. I didn't like that, but I didn't hate it either. I'm, I was always indifferent. It's just a hat. I mean, I would for love for them to put the hat up front before you walk in. I'd love to see that, you know, right by the buses or something along those lines. I think that... That still could be the icon of the park in a way, but I think where it was located wasn't the best spot for it. Yeah, it it definitely looks nicer now, although they only had it without like a stage up there for a little while because then Star Wars Weekend started and whatever else happened. So I haven't gotten to see it without the hat too much, but I'm looking forward to that because Frozen Summer Fun will end and then there won't be a stage. Yeah, for the time being. Speaking of Frozen, I have to ask, Frozen, yay or nay? I love Frozen. I still love Frozen. I think it's because I have a sister, so we connect with it on that level, and we met Anna and Elsa when they still met together, so we have in our autograph book Anna and Elsa, um, because now they meet separately, so I think that that kind of solidified my love for Frozen. I don't think it should be an Epcot, but I still love it. It's not Frozen's (laughs) fault that it's an Epcot. (laughs) Right. right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it should be in the parks, but I don't think Epcot is the right place for it. Yeah, I completely agree. So do you think, you know, talking about Frozen, do you think that there's too much Frozen in the parks? Because there's a lot of people that say that there is. Do you feel that there is? I, I think that the problem is that Frozen is popular and Disney is going to market to that. So if something's popular and they know that it's going to sell, they're going to keep making it. They're going to bring Frozen Summer Fun back and they're going to have Frozen Fireworks and they're going to put Anna and Elsa in that parade and they're going to have them light up Cinderella Castle during Christmas time because they know that it's going to draw a crowd. So if people 
really didn't like it and they stopped buying into it, then there would probably be less Frozen. Right. But there's always complaints. You know, nobody's going to be happy because in the past, with other movies, it was like, you know, why isn't this movie in the parks? And, you know, finally Frozen is really popular and they're putting that in the parks and now, oh, now there's too much. You know, the same thing as Marvel. If, if Disney had the ability to put Marvel in the parks here in uh, Disney World, everybody would be like, there's too much Marvel. I don't want Marvel here in the park. So, you know, Disney's not going to make everybody happy and they got to do what's best for them for the most part. Yeah, I agree. And there's a lot of movies that didn't get enough recognition. Big Hero 6, we we honestly didn't, after we like sold out of the merchandise, we didn't get anything else back. And it's an Academy Award winning film. And I was like, where is Baymax? Because right. he's not here. Nowhere. And now they're not meeting at Hollywood Studios, which makes me very sad. Yeah. Yeah, they, you know, just they need more of the Lone Ranger. I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> sorry. I couldn't keep a straight face on that one. They need more George Clooney in Tomorrowland. <laughs> oh. Actually, I didn't even see that movie. I'm not, I am not. I shouldn't make fun of a movie I didn't see. So, that's, I of course, that's the problem. I think I was not. I was one of a lot of people that didn't go see that movie. Yeah, I didn't see it either. I do want to see I it though. I actually, I actually like George Clooney, but yeah, I heard it was a good movie, but I have yet to see it either. So. <laughs> All right, well, we have digressed, um, so we want to thank you for coming on the show. Uh, before we wrap it up, why don't you go ahead and take this opportunity to uh, promote your blog and your social media and whatever else you feel like promoting at this point. Yes, I do have a blog. I write about theme parks and my Disney College program experience. It is thethemeparkprincess.wordpress.com, and then I do have a Twitter where I tweet about Disney and other life happenings, and it is underscore brainy underscore beauty so you can follow me there excellent well we will uh, we'll post a link to your blog and um we'll definitely tweet out about you once uh, once the show goes live so we want to pre- uh, we want to thank you again for coming on the show we really appreciate you taking the time out to talk to us tonight thank you so much for having me That's going to do it for this week, but first we want to thank our sponsor, Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers provides premium stroller and crib rentals delivered straight to your door. For more information, visit KingdomStrollers.com or call 407-271-5301. Be sure to let us know what you thought of the show. You can comment in the notes over at EnchantedTikiTalk.com. You can email us at podcast at EnchantedTikiTalk.com. And you can leave us a message on the Tiki Talk hotline, which is 256-4MY-TIKI. That's 256-469-8454. Please like us on Facebook, check out our store at redbubble.com, and follow us on Twitter at Tiki Talk Podcast. Lastly, if you enjoy the show, please take the time to rate us on iTunes. And you can find me on Twitter at One Minute Disney Dream. That's 1-M-I-N, Disney Dream, and MouseWorldVacations.com. And you can find me, Keith, on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Tinder at Dolwhip Daily. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm at Norman Bates. That's N-O-R-M-N-B, the number eight and the letter S. Thanks for listening this week. For Sean and Keith, I'm Alan, and this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha. I know there's a certain don't talk about it mentality with uh, being a cast member, but we appreciate you talking about it anyway. (laughs) Oh, you're welcome. I mean, the worst part was being broke, but that's not Disney's fault. That's my fault. (laughs) Yeah, they paid you. They didn't make you give it back. (laughs)